The day we gather with friends and family to enjoy turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, and pumpkin pie. We throw up the game, catch up on our lives, and discuss, or quite possibly argue, about religion and politics. For millions of Americans, it's a day of cherished traditions. And as Americans, we certainly value those traditions. But it's also important to unpack the myth of Thanksgiving. It is a holiday riddled with historical inaccuracies. there gonna try this again see if it's working but happy thanksgiving hope you guys enjoyed the uh intro video um yeah just to let everybody know i was just live streaming but it appears that the live stream didn't go up so who knows it looks like it's working now so let me know uh in the chat if you guys are seeing everything hearing everything okay cool i'm gonna i'm gonna upload luckily luckily the uh it the the episode got recorded so I'm, i gotta take this down i can't i can't keep on uh looking at myself on the other screen so uh stop it get out of here okay don't need that okay but yeah, luckily it recorded, so I'm pretty much just going to do this as a two-parter. I'm going to put the other episode up, and that'll be part one of the diabolical plot of Alfred Kinsey and John Money. Uh, I'm going to kind of like summarize what I was talking about uh, in the first part of this. Uh, there was a shooting that had happened at a gay bar in Colorado. I was covering that. Um, it appears that the guy has come out as non-binary. Who knows? CNN doesn't appear to like it. Let's go ahead and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna replay some. Uh, it's still lagging for you pretty bad. Huh. I don't know. This is frustrating. It could be my internet. I don't know. I think my internet is crappy right now, so it could be messing up the uh, stream. Check something out real quick. Gotta love technology. Gotta love technology. See what this is looking like. Are you uh, watching through a browser or through an app? Because you can download the app. It's working. You can see me. 
Well, it might just be his internet. I don't know. But. Oh, gotta love technology. Gotta love technology. But, um, okay, so I need to figure out where I was at because this has got me all. Okay, so let me go ahead and uh, let me let me show this because I thought that this was the day we gather with friends and family to enjoy turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, and pumpkin pie. We throw up the game, catch up on our lives, and discuss or quite possibly argue about religion and politics. For millions of Americans, it's a day of cherished traditions, and as Americans, we certainly value those traditions. But it's also important to unpack the myth. Thanksgiving. <clears throat> I saw that and I absolutely loved it. But yeah, now that we got past all that, I'm just gonna keep on going through and this'll this'll do uh what it's gonna do. Like I said, uh I had issues with the live stream, so I went on for about like an hour. So that's gonna have to be like part one of this because I'm about to get into uh the main topic of this, but I really wanna like uh, let people know like what I've been talking about if they're joining in now. Um, pretty much there was this um, there's this gay bar in Colorado that got shot up. Tragic story. I don't like to hear it. I, I think the guy's a piece of crap that did it. But now they got him coming out. Uh, let me show this real quick from Axios. Uh, Colorado club shooting suspect is non-binary attorney says so I covered that um, let me go ahead and play this video because uh, I put together this video we can promote a shame-free oh, educational no, we don't. space I don't by wanna, letting young people no. know that it's okay if they're you can watch that in the last one I'm not watching that again because that was absolutely ridiculous but um so CNN is like freaking out about it because you know, they're they're like this. This doesn't fit into what we've been saying. We've been saying like he's a far right extremist and all that stuff. And like, regardless, regardless, like I he he could be just pulling out this non-binary thing as a way to keep from getting a hate crime. But the way that I'm looking at it, I'm like, um, is a hate crime really worse than murder? I don't know, but go ahead and uh, watch this uh, this video that I threw together. I I had to edit in some stuff just because it 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 was too good of an opportunity to pass up. But go ahead and watch this. Natalie, when we started the show, we just got we got a little bit of news earlier that the attorneys for the shooter um, are now saying that the shooter 
is non-binary. And the shooter, the shooter uh, would like to use the pronouns they, them. And this is for the court in all court papers. And that's what um, Anderson Ald Aldrich's attorneys are saying. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that's um, complete ludicrous. Ludicrous. <laughs> um, I believe they're just saying that because they want to have um, the easy way out on this. Um, that's really, really um, offending, especially being a transgender woman myself, that a male, which it was obvious with the mugshot, that's a man, that's a man, that's a man, that's a man. Got <laughs> That's not a non-binary person because in no way, shape or form could they appear as a woman the next day. It is ma'am. Um, it's really offensive. What's wrong with being offended? To even hear that, that they're playing that role. Um, and if they're non-binary, why would you go after the club where you feel safe at? Why would you do that to a community where you are welcomed in if you are non-binary? Excellent question. Obviously, all of this will have to be answered. So, yeah, that... that... <laughs> It, it goes against everything that the left tries to tell us about, like, the whole gender spectrum, whatever you want to label it as. But it goes against everything that they say because when they say that somebody comes out saying this stuff, you're not supposed to question it. You're supposed to accept it. And, like, it, it makes sense for, like, people like me and, like, other people on the right to question it because we, we always question it. We don't We don't really believe it. I mean, but for them, like, you, you saw... Um, the, the the transgender rolling her eyes but yeah so i i covered that like it's but like i said like like um they said that like uh he was trying to take like the easy way out like he's still going to be charged with murder is a hate crime worse than murder i I don't know. It seems crazy. It seems crazy, but how dare you? How dare you? Um, but yeah. Um, there was another video that I had uh, played in there. Um, just to like, just to like, really set the tone, like for what I'm talking about. Pretty much what I was getting into is, um. Because here with uh, this, um, something that I noticed uh, there, I think it was a I like I think uh, it was uh, AP that came out with an article saying that the the club had mentioned on their Facebook page that they were going to be hosting an all ages drag brunch. Here's the Natalie. When we started uh, no. the show, no, 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 get out of here. Um, bu 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 right here. So, yeah, all ages musical drag brunch. So that was going to be happening because this happened on a Saturday. This was going to be happening the next day. You could say that that may might have been his motive. Like a lot of people are not liking this for justifiable reasons, but it's not justify. I'm not trying to justify the shooting. I, I want to make sure that everybody 
understands that. I think it was horrible that he went and shot up the club. Like that's that's not the way that we're gonna solve this problem. Um, I think the biggest way that we can do that is by having these conversations and talking about it and all of that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna show a video real quick that I had shown in the first one because it really sets the stage for what I'm about to talk about because all of this didn't just come up out of the blue. Like this isn't something that's new. This is something that's been in the works for a while now. And I'm going to warn people. I put this video together um, because, like you'll see, uh, after I upload the the first parter of this, there was, a, there was a whole Twitter thread where people were coming after me because I was like, why do you guys want to have kids at drag shows? And people were saying, well, drag shows aren't inherently sexual or they're not actually meant for kids. So pretty much what this video is for is just to throw it in their face and say no this is what you guys are saying is okay this is what they're doing this is what they're doing so take that into consideration when you're watching it i got a i got a pretty cool song that uh is pretty uh fitting for it but we're gonna go ahead and play this before we jump into the main topic here we go what made this nation so wonderful it was because men and women had prayer meetings. They raised their children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, and the Lord blessed America. Most of us in this house today were born into a country that was greatly blessed of God. But you are beginning to see his hand withdraw from this country and the blessings yeah. will be taken okay. away. Look, we need a reset. There's a couple things you might regret. Like denying God, we kind of need that. You see Sodom, we don't want to repeat that. He's coming back, better believe that. And he is not bringing that peace back. That colorful flag in my crease at, whoa. And you better pray with a team at, whoa. Huh. I'm bringing the boys out to play. If you don't tell the truth, better get out the way. If you are the weak, then you'll be the praying. Got blood on my hands, but you all gonna pay. Huh. Fire. I believe they said something about a child over there. That's why I kind of cut over to the sound of this, but. Better stop the talking, get the walking. Look up in the sky, yeah. it's a bird, it's a plane. Look, I don't want you burning in the flames. I have been sent here to tell you to turn from your ways, but you might have to learn from the grave. <laughs> Man, that's a hard lesson. Antifa. With a sharp weapon, and we might be getting the whip, because we might be all going down with the ship. Have you read the Torah? Have you read the Torah? Let me inform you. Burnt the whole city to ashes and I have been sent here to warn ya I don't wanna go down with the ship but America open Pandora Don't be shocked, now we look in a lot like Sodom and Gomorrah Look, we need a reset, we speak truth with the proof but they reject Living the life of sin with no respect, breaking every law, commandment and all precepts Ain't no man born a chick, yo that's a defect Try to dumb me down but I got a deflect Might have breasts and nails but nature tells the atoms apple on your neck Homeboy, I can detect, ha! Enough of these games. I'm trying to keep you from roasting in flames. I put that on mama's the drama. He brings it gets hot like brimstone from the sky when it rains. All these agendas, the devil's to blame for making our children all sick in the brain. I'ma stand for the truth if they kill me. No shame. Every morning I wake up, I die for his name. Say less. If, if you're feeling me, think of the possibility. I could be really silly. You're speaking the truth. Man, it's really killing me. Think about how the enemy came in to be a friend and now deceiving our youth. What's lust compared to the love of the father? His only begotten could save any soul. Repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. If you don't, there's one word you should know. 
wanting to transition children. Is that okay? It's human rights. It's human rights is transitioning little children? Yeah, if they want. If they want, as a child who still believes in Santa Claus, should be able to cut off their tits, right? Yeah? There you go. Those children know better than you because you're... I mean, there's a drinking limit. The children know better than you? So do you know better than me? No. Oh. 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 Interesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Have you read the Torah? Have you read the Torah? Let me inform you. Let me inform you. Burnt the whole city to ashes and I have been sent here to warn you. I don't wanna go down with the ship of America open Pandora. Don't be shocked. Now we look in a lot like Sodom and So yes, and yes, I completely agree. It is, a lot of the things that um, I put in that video was really disgusting. I, ugh. but like I said, like I I had said this uh, in the first part. Um, the reason why I believe that we are where we're at right now is because too many people have put stuff like this off to the side and they didn't want to deal with it and. I'm trying to show what these people are advocating for. That way they can't sit there and be like, oh, it's just them having fun and all this. Let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to show you guys real quick uh, the 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 tweets that uh, they were doing. So, yeah, they're talking about oh, these MAGA dudes are absolutely stunned that the people who showed up with guns are not on their side. They don't even know how to process it. So armed volunteers in Texas Antifa, uh, protect a drag event from a bunch of far-right bigots. And I said, why do you guys want to have drag shows for kids? Because this, uh, if you guys saw in the video that I just played, uh, those last that last little segment, this is what this was from. Uh, so they had the armed Antifa there to protect this and you got all these people down here coming now saying uh who said it was for kids well you obviously saw kids in those videos uh if parents want to bring their kids it's nobody's business uh wrong because drag isn't inherently sexual despite your fan fiction from what i just shown you guys tell me you guys tell me to agitate the right. Kids understand the cartoonish nature. That was not cartoonish. That was disgusting. The fact that you guys want kids around there is just. Yeah. And people are idiots. Why do you care? None of your business. Oh, because I don't want to be promoting this to children because I see where it's heading. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the whole. Oh, kids get molested at church and stuff like that. They get. It happens everywhere. There's evil people everywhere. I I really hate that argument. Perverts, that is why. Why not? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, ugh. More replies. Go eat your... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had, uh, back when this was going on, my, uh, my uh, handle was, uh, I will not eat the bugs because uh, that's what they want us to do. Let me go ahead and show you guys this because I had uh, 
played it in the first one because yeah they want us to eat bugs and like i i think it's absolutely crazy and i didn't think anybody would be uh going for it but take a look at this really sustainable bug burgers in 10 minutes start by grabbing some air dried bugs on amazon these grasshoppers cost me just 12 pounds and provide me with all the protein i need for the week without destroying the planet get the bugs into a bowl and break them down blend them into a powder this is our protein base. Next, cook a handful of rice in simmering water. While that's cooking, add some seed oil to the bugs and stir. Then some flour, sustainable is best. Then we add our bug mix to the rice. Give that a second to blend. Boom, bug burgers. Use your hands to shape the patty. Then just fry until golden brown. Beautiful. Now cut some garnish. It's so gross. That. Vegan cheese. Garnish Vegan cheese. And don't forget the ketchup. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they want us to eat bugs. They do. It's, it's, you, you can't, you can't, yeah. Mm. What made oh, this no, no so we're not, no, we're not watching that again. Uh, but yeah, there was recently another uh, drag event uh, that happened down in Texas. And uh, I, I thought this guy, if you haven't heard of Alex Stein, uh, he's absolutely hilarious and you, you, you should look him up. Uh, he does a really good job at what he does, and uh, let's go ahead and watch him uh, uh, do his thing. See, this guy keeps on trying to bunt me every time I walk by. You like? Dude, I'm walking down the street. I'm standing here. I'm alive. Let him go sideways. Get out of my... All right, Alex, you need to leave. Push down so easily. You're trying to get in my way. I'm here on a public street. Get out of my way. Oh my God, guys, I'm so scared. The Antifa, they brought their play guns, their squirt guns. <laughs> oh my God, your arts and crafts time. Did this, is, did this mess up your arts and crafts time? You guys think you'll be able to go home and play with <laughs> your arts and crafts Why is it so tiny? Look how scary they are. Oh my God, this guy's so scared. I'm so scared. He's got his gun, his big gun. He's a big bad guy. Oh, oh my God, I'm so happy you're protecting these children so they can go get indoctrinated and go in there for transgender story time. You're such a good American. God bless this guy. Look at him. Oh, I'm scared. How dare you. I mean, these people, these are the real cowards. They're hiding behind their masks. They got their little guns. They think they're so tough. We're at a bookstore here in Big Texas where they're trying to do drag queen story hour. And of course, the typical people here with their masks on, not able to actually stand up for what they believe in because they're all cowards. Officer, you think it's unusual they have their, their assault weapons like that out here in front of a place assault like this? Weapons. Is that normal? No comment. Dude, I'm walking down the street. I'm standing here. I'm alive. Let him go sideways. Get out of my... All right, Alex, you need to leave. I'm not... But see, that's how... That's, these are the real scaredy cats. They got to walk... I just want to say, I don't know if that guy, like, uh, like purposely fell because... He he like simply just uh, like you 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 can see in the video like he barely shoved them and ah uh, the the frail weak soy boys. Around with a gun, they can't handle themselves like a real man. All right, guys, I just want to announce I'm primetime ninety nine Alex Stein, and I love y'all. Even though you guys don't love me, and I know you guys probably love children a little too much. But I'm very empathetic to you guys. I love you guys. Even these guys with the guns, I feel sorry that you guys were probably abused as children. And I really hope you guys get the mental health care that you guys deserve. I love you guys. God bless you all. 
I love you guys. I love your rights. I think you guys are great. We need to actually transition more children. We need more drag queen story time for elementary school kids. Yeah, he he is uh he he's a uh, he's big on um uh what a what is there there's a term for uh what he does. Uh you guys have probably seen him in videos of where he's like uh in these like committee meetings at like uh city councils and all that stuff and he's like screaming and like he's just completely outrageous and like he does it on purpose. I mean, he's a he's a comedian and it's really just just to throw this stuff in their face and how ridiculous it ridiculous it is that they are advocating for this oh i don't get it but real quick i was uh mentioning earlier in um the uh the the first parter that i had an article that i wanted to uh check out because um i had mentioned this a few times like and this gets into like the whole uh uh transgender argument about like what's acceptable and all that stuff and i i I really want to show this because this is absolutely ridiculous but let's go ahead and go to second screen so from the national post becoming disabled by choice not chance transabled people feel like imposters in their fully working bodies when he cut off his right arm with a very sharp power tool. A man who now calls himself One Hand Jason let everyone believe it was an accident. Now this was back in, uh, you can see down here, uh, June 3rd, 2015. And not even going to try to pronounce that name. Oh, the humanities. Uh, that's nothing. Okay, uh, so from Ottawa. So, yeah, this is uh, from Canada. When he cut off his right arm with a very sharp power tool, a man who now calls himself One Hand Jason let everyone believe it was an accident. But he had four months. Okay, so he had for months tried different means of cutting and crushing the limb that never quite felt like his own, training himself on first aid so he wouldn't bleed to death. Even practicing on animal parts sourced from a butcher. What? <sighs> My goal was to get the job done with no hope of reconstruction or reattachment. And I wanted some method that I could actually bring myself to do, he told the body modification website ModBlog. His goal was to become disabled. People like Jason have been classified as transabled, feeling like imposters in their bodies, their arms and legs in fully working order. We define transability, transability as the desire or the need for a person identified as able body by other people to transform his or her body to obtain a physical impairment said alexander alexandra Alex, i don't know Burrill, a quebec-born academic who will present on transability at this week's congress of the social sciences and humanities at the university of ottawa uh the person could want to become deaf blind amputee paraplegic it's a really really strong desire 
Researchers in Canada are trying to better understand how transabled people think and feel. Clive Baldwin, a can a can uh, Canada research chair in narrative studies who teaches social work at St. Thomas University in Fredericton, NB. I don't know my Canadian territory, so I don't know what that is. New Brunswick, maybe? I don't know. That might not even be Canada. Who knows? Has interviewed 37 people worldwide who identify as transabled. Most of them are men. About half are in Germany and Switzerland, but he knows a few in Canada. Most crave an amputation or paralysis, though he has interviewed one person who wants his penis removed. So, so is that going to become transabled? <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh, but this is just ridiculous. Another wants to be blind. Many people, like One Hand Jason, <laughs> arrange accidents to help achieve the goal. One dropped an incredibly heavy concrete block on his legs. An attempt to injure himself so bad an amputation would be necessary. But doctors saved the leg. He limps, but it's not the disability he wanted. Draw parallels. Some of the some of his study participants do draw parallels to the experience many transgender people express of not feeling like they're in the right body. Baldwin said this disorder, so they'll they'll label this a disorder. This disorder is starting to be thought of as a neurological problem with the body's mapping rather than a mental illness. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I I like I said I I talked about that before how like this is like this is this go, this happens and I don't like this world that we're living in. But let's go ahead and we will begin getting into where. Okay, I want to talk about this real quick because this this is the big problem is when they try to change language because they've already been doing that with pretty much everything. I mean, er nothing means what it used to mean anymore, and this absolutely blew my mind. Let's go over here. So from WebMD, remove sex from public birth certificates, AMA, um... Yeah, the American Medical Association says. Uh, so this was last year, June 16th, 2021. Sex should be removed as a legal designation on the public part of birth certificates, the AMA said Monday. Requiring it can lead to discrimination and unnecessary burden on individuals whose current gender identity does not align with their designation at birth. Oh, I hate, see that that's the type of phrasing that I hate. Like they'll say stuff like I was assigned this gender at birth. You weren't assigned a gender at birth. They 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 looked at you and they were like this is a boy 
or this is a girl. It's not like the doctors were like, oh, well, we had all these girls already. We're just going to go ahead and label you a boy. That's... See, this is why this is why the word gender is stupid. And we're going to get into how it's a made up term. And you should just stop using it just just like that, because the because I mean, the, they're, they're absolutely right when they say like gender is like they're. Let me let me preface this better. Um, they're they're wrong on what they believe, but when they say like gender is like a social construct, um, where it's like societal and whatnot, that's I mean, because because sex is like the biological side, and then um, gender is more of the I I I, I don't know how how to describe it because I'm kind of retarded. True. But let's just keep on reading. We'll get into it more. Okay, so their designation at birth, namely when they register for school or sports, adopt, get married, or request personal records. A person's sex designation at birth would still be submitted to the U.S. Standard Certificate of Live Birth for Medical Public Health and Statistical Use Only. Report author no. Uh, Willie Underwood III, M.D., author of Board Report 15, explained that a standard certificate of live birth is critical for uniformly collecting and processing data, but the government's issues birth certificates to individuals. <laughs> Ten states allowed gender-neutral designation. According to the report, 48 states, Tennessee and Ohio, are the exceptions, and the District of Columbia allow people to amend their sex de- designation on their birth certificate to reflect their gender identities. But only 10 states allow for a general gender-neutral designation, usually X on birth certificates. The State Department does not currently offer an option for a gender-neutral designation on U.S. passports. Uh, Signing sex using binary variables in the public portion of the birth certificate fails to recognize the medical spectrum of gender identity. So so this, this is just absolutely absolutely ridiculous that like the the american medical association is advocating for this gotta trust the experts here i i i noticed this down here that i wanted so (laughs) they say race was once uh, once public on birth certificate she noted that the report mentions the race of a person's parents used to be included on the public portion of the birth certificate and that information was recognized to sometimes lead to discrimination so this is like something that they they try to bring up all the time is they try to they try to like equate like uh gender and race <laughs> gender and race together which is absolutely ridiculous. There. I don't like these people. I just realized that I don't have an article up that I need. So let me pull that up real quick because that's going to be a little important for what we're about to talk about. We're about to get into the main topic of what this um what this 
episode is supposed to be about. Give me one second while I pull that up. Here, let me go ahead while I'm doing that. You guys can uh, watch this funny little thing. The day we gather with friends and family to enjoy turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, and pumpkin pie. We throw up a game, catch up on our lives, and discuss what might possibly argue about religion and politics. For millions of Americans, it's a day of cherished traditions. And as Americans, we certainly value those traditions. But it's also important to unpack the myth of Thanksgiving. It is a holiday riddled with historical inaccuracies. stuff ah yeah that's that's a whole another topic that i might have to cover sometime because there's a lot of people out there that are trying to say that thanksgiving is racist they're dumb they're dumb that's all we got to say about it they're dumb uh let's go ahead and uh jump into this article and we'll start talking about the two sickos for this episode because I truly believe that it's because of these two men that we're about to uh, talk about that that's why we're where we're at in society today because they were really like um, the people who like fundamentally changed the way that people thought about sex and gender and all that stuff uh, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, Alfred Kinsey of the Kinsey Institute um, they call him, I believe they, I, I believe the way that they phrase it is the godfather of the sexual revolution. Uh, they have a, uh, a movie that came out in 2004 that Liam Neeson, uh, starred a, as Kinsey in, I don't know, I'm not going to watch the movie, but it's, it's interesting. Like there's a lot of people that, uh, try to try to back this guy up and defend him and, when you get into like what he was actually studying and how he was studying it, it's just disgusting to say the least to say the least, but let's go ahead and get into this article. Let me make sure I can read it. Yeah. So second screen. Yeah. That way you guys can see the title. Ooh, I'm moving. Desexing the Kinsey Institute by Haley Lieberman. Put me back up there. Okay, so since the 1950s, the Kinsey Institute expanded his agenda, opening a sex clinic, hiring an art curator, starting public tours, and releasing a sex reporting app. But over the past three years, it has quietly become a shell of its former self. Now, this was back in... March 20th, 2018, and there you can see a photograph from the Kinsey Institute archives censored by the review's editors. <sighs> yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's a picture. So, okay, so in 2000, an Indiana politician attacked his opponent, John Friends, by assailing the Kinsey Institute, founded more than 50 years earlier with an Indiana university. So, all you Hoosiers out there, this comes from our state. Oh, boy. The Kinsey Institute is the largest library of pornography of its kind in the world. His attack ad proclaimed, 
elaborating that its library contains sex-related art, studies on bestiality, obscene photographs of children, and that the Institute supported homosexuality as a accepted lifestyle. Now, who said this? This politician, a strong values conservative named Eric Holcomb, who is now the governor of Indiana. I, I, when, I, when I read this and I, I found out that uh, Holcomb was the one saying this stuff back in 2000, I, I'm kind of like wondering, like, what happened to his spine? Because, I mean, he, he hit it right on the head right there. I mean, now, now it seems like he's just become this establishment shill that's just trying to, like, uh, save face and, like, protect his uh, political career. But he, he, was a, he, he was a fierce guy back then, and he would tell, tell it like it is. But uh, what terrible infraction had Holcomb's opponent committed? He voted for a state budget of which a tiny portion funded the Kinsey Institute. Okay, so let's get into Alfred Kinsey. Alfred Kinsey began his career as a biologist with a focus on entomology and the expertise on the gall wasp, whatever that is. He didn't switch to studying sex until he taught a course on marriage and family at Indiana University and found that there was a dearth of scientific literature on sex. He began collecting information about the sexual history of students in his courses and amassed a large quantity of them. When the university's president, Herman Wells, made Kinsey uh, decide between continuing his sex research and teaching the course, he chose the former. In 1947, with the help of lawyer, with the help of a lawyer, Kinsey founded the Institute of Sex Research to continue research on human sexual behavior, as well as to secure a library for his growing collection of books and artifacts, according to James Capshaw's Herman B. Wells' The Promise of the American University. The institute was created as a separate ent entity that could be firewalled from local, political, and institutional mandates. Judith Allen and her co-authors written in the recently published The Kinsey Institute, The First 70 Years. Since 1947, the institute's core mission has been to study subjects that no other academic institution would touch. Sex in all its uh, permanent permutations permutations i'm good at words according to its official history it was founded to encourage the right to study sex and to proclaim that study openly kinsey published two essential works on human sexuality based on his survey sexual behavior in the human male 1948 and sexual behavior in the human female 1953 that both became new york times bestsellers and scandalized polite society with their revelations. Kinsey discovered that over a third of men had had sexual experiences with other men. Over a third? Uh, a shocking discovery at a time when same-sex sexual activity was illegal and widely considered immoral. Still is. Uh, he also found that women were more likely to have orgasms for masturbation than from heterosexual intercourse, and that half of the female population had had sex before marriage. Over 50% of the people he surveyed reported having an erotic response to biting. 
McKinsey's groundbreaking work legitimized sex research and paved the way for Masters and Johnson studies in the 1960s, which proved through laboratory research on copulating and masturbating subjects that women could have multiple orgasms and that orgasms during masturbation they were typically more pleasurable than those during intercourse. Science. So, yeah. This goes on, yeah, because I'm not going to pay for that. But, uh, yeah, so... That's 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 what he was getting into. Um, and they like to use the term for these guys as sexologist. <laughs> and they 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 like to they like to um, they like to uh, push it as this is this is science. He, he was just studying science. But wait, like what this doesn't get into, which we're about to get into some videos from back in uh, 1990. Um, there was a lot of stuff that involved children. And what's really crazy, like when where the the videos that we're about to watch is from um uh an old show called uh the Phil Donahue show. I I I'm a young guy, I don't know who that is. Sorry. But uh like it's really crazy when you watch uh when you watch this video, um a lot of similar language that people are using these days like like a lot of people like to think that like people were uh like things were like better back then and like there was like more uh morality back then but i mean if you watch this and watch how these people try to defend uh kinsey and what he was working on it's it's really wild but let's let's get into it okay where is it at so this is the first video. Let's uh, go ahead and watch it. Let me move that out of my way. Okay. In a nutshell, it's fundamentally all the information on children is based on... Um, abuse of 317 infants and children from two months of age to 14 years of age, the majority of them, in fact, under 10 years old. Yeah, but you can't prove that, Dr. Reisman. And those who preside at the sex, uh, at the Kinsey Institute today are appalled at the, uh, some might say, libelous charges that you make, not only about the work done by the late Dr. Kinsey, but also by some who follow him. We should also tell you that Indiana University, a very proud conservative institution of higher learning in America, stands by this institute and uh, m most of the people who survive today who work with Dr. Kinsey identify him as an honorable man who abused nobody, touched nobody, and uh, not surprisingly was a subject of controversy on the occasion of the publication of his book about men in 1948 and women in 1953. Uh, you can't prove that he abused children. Uh, I think that the book establishes that there was abuse that took place without any question. He admitted that, excuse me, he admitted that in the book. And if in fact what it wasn't true... What did he say true, that admitted this? Oh boy, do I wish... 
He said, uh, he described nine technically trained men, he called them technically trained men, who he said were sexually stimulated, he said they were, uh, they had had sexual relationships with young boys, and that they were the source of all of his data. Right. He described screaming and fainting and convulsions. He described, he described children who were striking what he called the partner. That was the, that was the man right. that who, was, who was abusing the children. And then he drew from that conclusion himself, Bill, yeah. He, he drew from that conclusion himself that the children enjoyed the experience. That's blaming the victim. You it, know what that is. This days. audience, you are entitled to have me identify my own bias here right at the beginning. Okay. I admire what the sex, uh, the, what the Kinsey Institute does. I know. I am personally familiar with its director and have worked with her, and she has made a very important contribution to a series that I was proud to have my name on in 1986. So. So, yeah. Phil Donahue is really trying to defend uh, this Kinsey guy and uh, this this woman here, uh, Judith uh, Reisman. Reisman, I don't know. Uh, she had she had wrote a book uh, describing some of the things that was going on with Kinsey's research and like <clears throat> like we'll get into like a, a lot a lot of it a lot of it had to do with children. But, like, uh, it kind of made me laugh when I was listening to this because he was, like, describing uh, Indiana University as, like, this, like, conservative uh, place and all that stuff. And uh, as we can see with universities these days, it's kind of the opposite. But uh, I, I really wanted to uh, shout this uh, book out real quick. Um, here, let me go to this so you guys can see it a little bit better. But uh, United States Socialist Republic by H.G. Goyner. It's a really good book. Um, in this book, it describes a man uh, named uh, Bill Ayers, who is a good buddy of um, bomb dropping Obama. But uh, the the book basically gets into like how he uh, used to be a part of this uh, radical group uh, back in I think either the seventies or eighties or something like that. But it was uh, a group known as uh, Weather Underground. Now these people crazy to think about it but they actually got a bomb into the capital and it went off yeah think about that for a minute but um uh this they the FBI had started doing investigations and Bill Ayers was about to go to jail but the FBI being the the fabulous uh organization that they are messed up the investigation and they had to uh, let him go and he had uh, walked out of the courtroom and I believe he had said um, uh, what did he say he he had a saying that he said uh, okay okay uh, guilty as sin free as a bird I love America that's what he said <laughs> so so yeah they had messed that up and what happened after that is this guy Bill Ayers decided to uh, leave the weather underground and he disappeared for a little while and when he reemerged he was in education specifically for uh, uh, younger education and stuff like that and he started like this is like really where like the the Marxism like started getting like entrenched into our universities and stuff is like it's a really good book uh, I'll hold it up again the way you guys can see it. Uh, 
United States Socialist Republic, the liberal Marxist machine, and the men, method, and means to fundamentally transform America by H.G. Goiner. As you can see, it's a it's a small book. It's not it's not a big book, but uh, it's got a lot of really good information in it. A lot of really good information in it. But yeah, Bill Ayers is like a a big guy that you got to look into of uh, why our education and stuff like that is the way that it was. And he worked with Obama. But let's keep on going. Uh, this next uh, this next um, uh, video from this uh, little interview, debate, whatever you want to call it, uh, gets interesting. You were on the Mies Commission on Pornography. No. Sorry, Phil. That is as accurate as their, that is as accurate as their information is. I was not on the Mies Commission on Pornography. And if their research is as accurate as that, then you have some idea of where I'm coming from and the fact that we can prove what we have to say. I wrote a book on the uh, Mies Commission, Phil. Philip Noble, you're a writer for The Village Voice and you're a former penthouse editor. Let me stand back from you. <laughs> what accounts for my rare error here in uh, uh, suggesting that she was a member of the Mies Commission? Judith Reisman testified before the Mies Commission, mm -hmm. but like everybody else who has heard... So yeah, pretty much uh, what's going on is it's... I, I think they're, they were trying to like set this up as like a debate. Um, you had Judith and a couple guys with her, and then they're sitting next to these two guys over here, uh, goofy glasses right here, who uh, used to write for Penthouse. Um, and these two guys are trying to, like, defend Kinsey and all that stuff, and Phil Donahue jumps in. But, yeah, just, just watch how this uh, conversation turns. ...and evaluated her work. It was rejected. The Mies Commission refused to cite Judith Reisman in its, in its report. As long as what in you fact, just said is incited in the report. I mean, you know, uh, people say things without right. any validity. Let me and ask you say, more specifically. Dr. Reisman, do you think sec a homosexuality is an aberration? I think that uh, that ho that bisexuality uh, is an aberration, and I think that if what do you mean by an aberration? Uh, um, abnormal. Um, Are you saying? Can I ask you a question? Uh, well, well, I'd like to try and just... Uh, All right. See, he's trying me, to shift the conversation. Feeling about, uh, My feeling about homosexuality has very little to do with what I've got to say about children, although they attempt to shift it over there. Let's get back to what mm -hmm. we're talking about, what I'm talking about. That's what he's doing. About. He's what trying to deflect. Feel? I've been a child advocate all my life. And we are talking about children, and we are talking about what was done to these children. The homosexuality issue is another issue which I'd be delighted to get to as we move along. Right. But, let but me I do tell think you, it's important, at least to establish, the suggestion is that you do have a bias, Dr. Reisman. A bias? How do you mean a bias? That, uh, that uh, you, would, you think homosexuality is somehow subnormal. I'm saying that homosexuality does not appear to be, as far as I know, by any means as, as healthfully productive for human beings as uh -huh. heterosexual experiences, which involve two human beings. And by the way, what do you mean by homosexuality? You're talking about male homosexuality or you're talking about female homosexuality because we're talking here about two different kinds so of things. So it's an unhealthy psychosexual state. Then. It is by... It, it, Look, it's not. I'm not the expert on homosexuality. But you, I'm the, but I'm you the expert. But you bespeak a bias a about minute, it, just and a you are presiding over we a keep ham, that embarrasses yes, but the Phil, why are you looking at the homosexual? Just a minute. Why not address what? <laughs> why not address what the real issue is? What the is real the issue? issue because is he wants that to deflect. We are saying that the Kinsey Institute was involved in the actual. But that Kinsey was involved 
in the actual use of, of nine sexual offenders, rapists, child rapists, I who abused children. McKenzie interviewed people in prison. He interviewed people, he but, interviewed those weren't, people but those in were not, but those were not the men who did those things okay. to those I children. You're talking Very about good. 800, you're talking yeah. about, about one man that they said abused 800 kids. Come on, this is not... It's like going to a rapist and asking the rapist, how did the rape victim enjoy the, the rape? It's like going to a rapist and, and interviewing him for the important work of determining what kind of profile is guilty of this kind of horrendous behavior so that we might avoid it but in the future. So yeah, he, like you saw in that, like he, do, he doesn't want to talk about the topic that she's there to talk about. She's there to talk about like what Kinsey was doing to children because like they started like you'll see later um like uh what she's trying to get at is that they were like uh um they were they were uh trying to find like uh like child's like sexuality and all that stuff and like so <laughs> sick stuff well it but yeah he 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 doesn't want to talk about the topic because he like he said he's he's a fan of kinsey because he he brought on the sexual revolution and you know degenerates are gonna degenerate <laughs> i don't know i it, like like it's really weird like you, uh, as we get into this i'm gonna i'm gonna link uh the full uh the full video i just got these little segments that i wanted to talk about but i'll link the full video that you guys can watch because there's more to talk about but i wanted to get to like the main points in this video that i thought were pretty interesting so let's go ahead and uh watch this say I, I wanted to say that uh, kinsey sex and fraud as uh, mary mccarthy said of lillian hellman's work is a lie every word in this book is a lie they even the, even the thus and the ands Yes. In fact, uh, Judith Reisman has spent 12 years investigating yes. Kinsey, trying to show that he molested children. I read her book. I wrote an article about it. You know who her sources are, Phil? Kinsey himself and his biographer, Wardell Pomeroy. In 12 years of investigation, she's found only two people who support her contention, and they turned out to be Kinsey himself. Why? Because he admitted he did take <laughs> evidence from men who had sex with boys. That is no crime, and she smears Kinsey yeah. with that. Guess who's here? C.A. Tripp, Ph.D. Well, all you did was uh, work with Dr. Kinsey. Do I understand uh, that? Yes, for many years. You knew mm -hmm. the man personally? Yes. Did you call years. him Al? Uh, no, I called him Proc, as most of his friends did. Short for uh-huh we should say that you are a uh, the author Kinsey of the homosexual matrix I don't know why I got low like a book that. which got quite a positive uh, response yes, from I want to agree with um, uh, Reisman on one point um, I think we really ought to talk about the child stuff before we mix in the right we'll make your point sexual stuff um, <laughs> you know uh, we really shouldn't go too fast there we want to savor that because it is it is wonderful. It's so delicious. <laughs> this guy said. is a weird guy. I really don't Kinsey like him. molested these children. No, I didn't. And um, no, I didn't. Take a, <laughs> take a look. I want to draw you. A See, yeah, that's that's what they keep on trying to get at is that she's trying to say that Kinsey molested these children, and that's not what she's trying to get at. She's trying to get at like the study, the studies that he was conducting was all about like what was done to these children and. They keep on trying to, they, they, I don't know the word that I'm trying to look for, 
but I mean this the it, how how people were so adamant about defending this guy is just crazy because when we get to the end of it she she has like some uh solid proof that even makes Bill Donahue uncomfortable with what she says but let's go ahead and keep on watching picture of the image the image is that the world famous sex researchers are Dr. Kinsey alone it's not quite clear are in a room and uh they hover over a young child less than a year old and with their fingers or a feather that's not quite sure uh, clear they uh, tickle the genitalia and bring this kid to orgasm who is screaming that? and hollering and possibly <laughs> held down by chains. <laughs> and drugged. It's all too glorious. Yeah. Well, make your point. I, I, you know, I hope that you... See, see that 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 bugs me right there. Uh, it, it's all too glorious. You know, it sounds too outlandish. So it couldn't have possibly happened. That, that's not an argument. Just because something sounds ridiculous doesn't mean that it, there's no chance that it happened. Don't, uh, you're, are you, uh, you're well, being sarcastic, me, but I want to no, make sure. I didn't mean to be sarcastic. I'm more you're saying this isn't trend. true, that, that Dr. Kinsey or his colleagues if did not. If done any of that, I would be the first to know because I did the photography in those days. Didn't I did down back to photography? Not till later. Oh. Uh, Dellenbach was my partner. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> And I did the photography. I was called in on that. I was called in specifically on Excuse the item. Excuse me. Did that you do the mentioned. photography on the on the on the two on the sadist and the masochist at, at, that were at uh, Indiana yes, University, those, where uh, they were dropping the yes, hot wax on the body but parts? Let's stay with your favorite. You did that. You did that. Okay. Thank you, Doctor Because that's science. You notice here. You notice here the attempt to divert because that's extremely <laughs> embarrassing diverting. situation okay. right. to be held responsible right. for what you said in print. Right. May I ask you to sum up your grievances, please, as a former personal and professional colleague of Dr. Well, Kinsey. What is going on here? Not a single thing. Neither Kinsey nor his staff members ever had any um, erotic uh, contact or any masturbatory contact with any subject whatsoever from start to finish. Yes. And, and you, how do you explain that this woman would step forward, Ph.D. and all, and 50 years after the facts, write, uh, write a book published by a small Louisiana publishing house, which Absolutely does not make astounding. it wrong, Kinsey, Sex and out. Fraud. What's going on here? Uh, let me just put it more specific. Yeah, he's saying that there's nothing wrong that it was uh, put out and published by the small Louisiana publishing company. But then he's like, there's nothing wrong with that. But he's got to put it out there. He's got to put it out there. Nice, bud. Nice. Classy, classy move, Phil. Specifically, not a few folks see this as another attempt by the religious fundamental right to discredit the man who tried to suggest to us, among other things, what is now accepted, I think, by mainstream America of all religious and political persuasions, and that is that sexuality is an entitlement that it is perfectly natural, that uh, the onset of uh, eroticism as it happens in uh, uh, adolescent males and females is important to understand and welcome and receive without judgment and don'ts and, do and, and naughties. Don't and judge me. Shaking. 
And uh, in that this sense, he made a, a tremendous contribution. One of her complaints yeah. is that he started the sexual revolution, which has dissolved our morality. Do I speak correctly? Now, look, correctly? did I just watch your program the other day? Yeah, he's, he's making a joke saying that the sexual revolution dissolved our uh, morality, which now you see nowadays. Were they wrong? Let's continue. We were reading about, or when we were seeing about date rape and what's happening on our campuses. And you see Kinsey, now, do you minute. hear? Will you tell me where's one table in Kinsey's books, though he had 1,400 sex offenders, where's one table that shows anybody who was raped in 1940 and in raped in 1953? No, right. we have no rape. We have rapists, but we have no rape. Yeah. We have children screaming and crying and having convulsions. Phil, let me ask you, would you, would you say that when you read about children striking a partner, striking a partner to get away, would you say that that sounds like someone who cares about those children? And would you say that we're going to care and we're going to say no, that, no, that, no, are we, and are, and by the way, you, I just found out that you're the guy that no, did that photography. No, it wasn't in the book. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere. Well, now we know who did children. it. I love that part. All right, <laughs> we'll stay with the children. Does and anybody have a question? <laughs> Yeah, that 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 photography guy is a weird guy. There's other videos on him. Uh, but we're not going to get into that. I want to I want to stick with this. Let's go ahead and go to the uh, next one. Uh-huh. Bill, you have some tables, don't you? You Bill, have some this tables part, that show this, 24 hours this around the clock. This is part of the smear. Judith Reisman has found nothing that every scholar who read the Kinsey reports for the last 50 years hasn't Penthouse read. Forum. It is because of her, this, this it is because forum. of her mind. It's because of her mindset. Could we see the tables? Could we see the, the tables? tables? Yeah. He writes about positive incest. Anybody, as far as I'm concerned, who's writing about positive incest and defending the Kinsey Institute because the Kinsey Institute won't come here to defend them. Which, speaking about that, I literally just listened to a, uh, a leftist who was uh, debating uh somebody about the whole gender stuff and like she got asked a question or he i i i don't know but uh they got asked a question about if there was anything wrong with incest it, it they were defending it we just keep on we just keep on going down. Morality is just going to become this thing that's long lost and forgotten. And because when you, when you start when you start saying that there's there's nothing immoral about all this stuff is we we just we're losing the plot. Like it's not nothing nothing will be. Nothing will be immoral, but yeah, this guy, this guy, yeah, advocated for positive incest or whatever it was. I, these people are crazy. Though they, though they got me off radio and they tried to get me off all kinds of other shows. Censorship yeah. back then. They, they did. Him. Richard E. Vetz, Ph.D. Kindly keep They've been your doing it forever. a little shorter, if you will, please. I'm here to represent the non-lurid interest group. Uh, you film. are, among other things, um, associate psychology editor for USA Today magazine. Magazine, not the newspaper. Uh, it's an education Before magazine. Before US, 
Right. Hey, today One of the went, interesting whoa. things here, although I cannot adjudicate the factual disputes between the two sides on this, is that I think the Kinsey Institute opens itself to these kinds of attacks because it makes such a strong claim to being scientific. The survey they just, they just came out with, for example, claims to be a scientific measure of the basic sexual knowledge of the American people. Now, there are some Science. questions on there that lend themselves to some kind of scientific verification. But a tremendous amount of what they do, and by the way, this criticism was also made in the 48 and 53 studies, but it's also made now. A tremendous amount of what they do is simply not scientific. It doesn't deal with biological processes. It deals uh, with behavior. So what? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, uh, my sense is that uh, we get into these uh, arguments about semantics because we're made uncomfortable by the, by the subject of the inquiry. Well, but let's, let's see if it is semantics. Let's see if there are consequences to the words we use. When you call something scientific, you are claiming that there's a certainty to it. There's also a claim that you should, you should have a silence because people should bend, they bend to what science says. I don't think that uh, Kinsey ever uh, claimed that... Uh, that, that we should be silent. In fact, uh, but there's more than uh, there, this has to do with a This has to do with accusation of criminal behavior, right. which right. is not provable. Which but is, I'm saying which that the, to the extent to which, and again, this is sort of throughout the throughout yeah. the Kinsey Institute work, the yeah. extent to which they claim that their work is uniformly scientific is a claim that it is not open to reasonable criticism. Kinsey himself was very intolerant of any kinds of criticism. It's, I think, I well, think Dr. Reinisch is very Remind you of anybody? I kind of see him as a blood well, brother as a in that fact, sense, uh, his, myself. His biographer, recommended by the Kinsey Institute book, indicated he's intolerant right. to criticism. Are you there, caller? I'm glad you waited. Yes. Good. Um, I, have, I have two children in that age group that you're talking about, and I just want to know, why is it so important that we find out the sexuality of children at that age? Because sexuality begins in utero. That is what Coleman says. What do we mean? Everything begins in utero. Well, Reproduction begins in utero, yeah. for crying out loud. You don't what want us to study mean? that, then? That's sex sexuality in utero? Uh-huh. Phil, I'd like... What? Tell me what's your... So right there, he's, he, he's trying to defend studying childhood sexuality. What? Why? Why? Laughing. How are we going to study sexuality in utero? Well, first of all, you can see the erection. That's what I, they tell me. What do we mean by an erection? I've seen what they call an erection. That uh -huh. depends on your but perception of what the is devil is an erection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he starts running away. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, what, what, they, what they study and put out from the Kinsey Institute, they try to like portray a science and stuff like this, and it's like <laughs> a lot of the stuff that they were studying, studying was completely perverse. Like it, <sighs> and of course, degenerates are gonna are gonna defend this, and because you know. Sex. We we gotta have it. Oh my gosh, these people are weird. I I don't get it, but let's keep on going. Guess who thinks this is a wonderful book? Yes, Patrick Buchanan. Oh well, but he's anti-Semitic, <laughs> and I'm Jewish. I didn't say this. <laughs> don't get me in another libel suit now. 
This is a, uh, this is, herein contained is a conservative political agenda, Dr. Reisman. Political agenda for Which children. makes smears and accusations against the work of a... Does of any a of this sound familiar? ...who is acknowledged to be a... They, 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 they don't, like, this is the same stuff that's going on right now. Like, like people act like all this stuff is new. No, this stuff has been going on. He's just going to try to dismiss it as a conservative political agenda. And that just completely, like, like today, all they got to do is say, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're transphobic. You're homophobic. That means I don't have to try to, try to, uh, like have have a discussion with you because you're just a crazy person and <sighs> it it's just mind-blowing i mean like because i mean i i've i've said uh i've said a few times on here that like like you can go back and like all this stuff started like back in like the 50s and 60s and like this is what i'm talking about i mean this is back this is this uh this uh, show aired uh, in I can't remember the month, but it aired in 1990, and like this is this is how they were talking back then. I mean, this like people like look at like what's going on today with like the censorship and all that stuff, and they act like it's like this new phenomenon. No, this has been happening for a while. Exactly. Yeah, he sounds like mainstream media today. It's it's absolutely wild. But like I said, this all this none of this is new. None of this is new. We just got new technology that people are able to do it like they're they're able to do more and it's easier to uh, manipulate people and you know, because we got the internet and I've talked about this before that there is misinformation and disinformation that you'll find on the internet and like it takes a lot of work to actually find the truth, but like um like like for me example my channels have been banned on uh on youtube and on and just recently tiktok it was actually pretty funny i i started uploading uh some clips and i got the first one up and then i got the second one up and i went for the third and they were like oh you're banned <laughs> i was like well gosh darn but I mean, the the problem with that, with the with the whole um, censoring us and like banning our channels, is what it does is because I'm here on Odyssey right now. Odyssey like allows free speech. I mean, you can pretty much say anything and everything on here, and that's cool. But what it does is it traps people in these echo chambers, and that is literally how how you'll get to extremism because, like. I, like all you're going to be hearing from people is you're going to be hearing people that agree with you and they're going to be like yes you're right and they're just going to keep on going further and further and like the the left doesn't see a problem with this because most of the left there are a few that'll have discussions and all that stuff but a large majority of them stay in these echo chambers where they don't want to talk to dissenters or people that have a different opinion from them and that's why I, that's why like I, I I hate YouTube and TikTok but like I I've said before like I like we we've got to we've got to come to a point where we can talk about this stuff and it's not just blown out of proportion and I'll keep on going cuz I still got quite a few that quite a few things that I'm going to be talking about but yeah like <laughs> A conservative political agenda. Just trying to dismiss it. Write it off as crazy. Another thing that I want to mention is like, um, 
I had recently watched this uh, Mel Gibson movie. I, I, I believe it was uh, it came out either in the 80s or the 90s. But uh, I was I, I, I want to say it was either like called conspiracist or conspiracy theory or something like that. And like like today we got the Internet and it's like really easy for somebody to become a conspiracy theory these days. Because like I was saying, there's misinformation and disinformation. But back then to be a conspiracy theory and you didn't have like this the Internet, you like had to like look at like newspaper clippings. You had to look. You had to go to the library and read all this stuff. You had to do a lot of work to be a conspiracy theorist back then. I don't know. That just popped into my mind, but let's keep on going. Giant of 20th century science. Bill, science. If that's true. He took a lot of risks, no doubt about oh, it. Oh, yeah. As everybody do. I'm talking about in terms of reputation, misunderstanding, and all the 1940s. Yes. Nobody was talking about this. That's right. And he made an enormous contribution Sounds to the nice. understanding what of who of we are. What kind of contribution? I repeat, if I'm wrong, if we're wrong, Phil, why don't they sue me? So sue us, sue me. You they threatened. Just oh yeah, show. sure. I'm on national television. I'm Phil they Donahue. If uh, they could win potatoes. it, they do it. <laughs> and we'll and be what did Walter Stewart say? He also backed that up. And who's Walter Stewart? He's, Read that. He's a research scientist for the National Institutes of Health. Yes, and he's been involved in fraud and science, and he is a highly reputable individual. He read this material and said this is critical material for everyone to read. I don't want anyone to believe us, Phil. Yeah. No. Not anyone. No. I yeah. want everyone to read it for themselves. Go out yeah. and look in their libraries. Yeah. And that's exactly what we say. Like, don't take our word for it. Go, go and look this stuff up. Go, go, go do your homework. Go do your research. I mean, now we, we are getting to a critical point in this country where, like, if we don't do something soon to shift this culture that is getting pushed so far, really soon it is going to be a mainstream uh, popular idea that pedophilia is okay. Like, it's getting really close to that. Like, you, from the video that I played earlier of the pure just degenerate behavior that there, that's going on in these drag shows for kids. Like, 10 years ago, you never would have said those words, drag shows for kids. And now we're now now it's coming up and like it happens all the time. Like I the 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 pictures and videos that I put in that video that I showed like that, that was just like. Uh, a few of them like there's there's tons of them out there and i don't know we got to figure out something to to change this because it it's gonna get bad Check when, the Kinsey Institute right. when can we start decide. when can we begin to study sexuality in your opinion the, uh, what do you mean by we who uh, the, the research community the who? professional community it's a good idea the professionals trust the experts psychiatrists psychologists yes to investigate is part of the way in which they do yeah. things not to separate it out as if it was an atomistic piece in other words our don't measure erections not, in the time of the erection and all that stuff are not removed from our brains our hearts our souls right. that's what's gotten us in the problems we're in in the first place right we like that you're tired of all this clinical stuff. And you don't want to know how old a man is and what's the normal response of a man who's 42? 48? 50? That's science. Relax and enjoy yourself. Oh, 48, you want to know. I'll tell you what, after the show, we got charts That's and graphs for you. You can take them home later and show them to your husband. Oh, gosh. Oh, 
Got two more videos from this that I'm gonna that we're gonna jump into. The last one is gonna be the one that is just absolutely appalling and <laughs> literally makes uh, Phil stumble on his words. But here we go. Uh, Phil is gonna try to detract detract from the uh, conversation again. Let's watch this. Judy, you, study, you studied Kinsey for 12 years. Why yet don't you, you care more about the children than you do uh, about protecting the finances of the sex industry and the sex establishment? If, Judah, right, the sex industry. Yeah, look how big the uh, porn industry is right now. Tell me about this sex industry. May I answer? Is there, yeah, just let me, is there any kind of sexual sex research that you could, that you would approve of? We have to learn about the way people feel and the way people are feel, right. but we cannot separate sexuality out from the rest of what we are. If we study life psychology, yeah, it's not that attempted it, to do before. They act like it's like the most are, important thing. Sexuality is only a part of who we are. It's a part of our uh -huh. community. It's a yeah. part of the way and we you, interact. Also, when you isolate, oh, excuse me, I'm well, sorry. You also believe that uh, uh, the gay population makes up only two or three percent. See, okay. he he goes back to that. It's it's the it's the same it's the same stuff that we see today. Like they, homophobic wasn't a word back then, but if if it was, that's what he'd be saying. That's what he's trying to get at. She's homophobic. Human population. The data that's coming out not only from England but from the National Opinion Research Council, yeah. which doesn't have any connection to the sex industry, and as I understand it, is not being given any money by question. And he's trying to do that because she's saying good stuff. I mean, uh, she's uh, making a good I'm point. Sorry, they identified less. They said about one percent of the population. One percent. That's yeah. That's oh. not my fault. Oh, I'm not the people who do the yeah. research. And, so you and, believe one percent of the human population is gay? Do I believe it? Uh, it sounds reasonable. It doesn't sound unreasonable. Uh, let me ask you this, Phil. Do what? you think that 10% is, is homosexual? And what do you mean again by gay when you look at the way he defined homosexual? It's not the same as what it I sounds have a comment. like. I think there's about 10% of the population that's gay. Back in 1990, they thought that 10%, they're, they're trying to make the claim that 10% of the world was gay. 10%. I think right now, uh, at the most, it's it's about five percent of the population. Like it, it's it's, but yeah, they were they were trying to say back then, like she was crazy for thinking that it was less <laughs> less than five percent, and they wanted to say that it was at least ten percent. And also, I'd like to know where you're getting all your information from. You know, Pardon, you know I, I, I didn't hear. I'm sorry. Well, the Kinsey's Kinsey's got a got a profile on you too oh, Dr. Could I make a point yeah over not even gonna over, again, over and over again the Kinsey Institute and people like Masters and Johnson claim to be disinterested scientists and whether or not these statistics can again be finalized it, it, it was perceived in 19 uh, in 1948 and it's perceived now that the writings are very antagonistic toward those who have prejudices against certain sexual behavior that the writings are antagonistic uh, toward those who believe that there should be conservatism in sexual behavior now, those may be good values, they may be bad values, but that is not the role of a disinterested observer mm -hmm. or researcher. That's one of the problems. Okay. So yeah, he's he's making a good point there. Like a lot of a lot of the words that they were using in these studies, um, really like like how you see it today. Like like it it's simply to agitate the it's supposed to agitate the conservative, and like it like like he said like if they were really trying to be uh um 
honest about what they were doing that they they wouldn't they wouldn't do that i mean a, a lot of a lot of the research that they do is like <laughs> pretty much trying to see like what different ways we can get people off they were saying like this was important science and and the Kinsey Institute is like really like where we get like our our sexual education from that's being placed into schools now and that's why it's become so degenerate and you're getting all this stuff but let's get to those, this last part because this last part is really crazy lot of trouble where are the tables phil please what do you want the phil, table put up the table. tables let now the you people see them this will make your point yes will it? you let the american Judith, public look at it tables, and let him Judith, pay attention Judith, to what those after tables, the tables can we put up the lies in your resume oh a penthouse man go all right see she got this is a lies woman who could not phil, i think the tables would be fair let and the american public Judith, let the, you let the American public let the public see think, it. He Phil. runs from let it the because public, he doesn't let the public want people to know. Material. No, no, and I'd like he to see your resume as well. To see it. The tables show the number of uh, orgasms in uh, humans, uh, males, uh, I assume, five months to uh, four years. You've got. Yeah, yeah. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, Phil. Go ahead, keep on defending it. Go ahead and keep on defending it, because that comes straight from Kinsey's research. That's what they were talking about. You've got two months old, Five okay? Months old. You've got one child allegedly having a climax. Where are those tables? So you've got 24 hours like, around oh, the clock. He's like, oh, there's a big difference between two months and four-year-old. You want to tell me, you want to tell me, where are those right, tables? Show them, Brian. Where are the tables? Yeah, well, we're going to show them. So, yeah, look at that real quick. So this is uh this is uh you can find this by uh looking for Kinsey table 34. And yeah, just just look at that real quick. Number of orgasms, the age, time involved, 4 years old, 26 orgasms in 24 hours. What the hell? There. Now uh, now, All right, now what is the point? You what tell is your me point? what is the point? <clears throat> Five months old. What is it? I can hardly read it. What's Five months old had three orgasms. Number of How? Orgas oh, number of orgasms. Three. Go Get out. To the four-year-old. You see the four-year-old there? Yeah. There, bottom one. Yeah, four-year-old, twenty-six orgasms in twenty-four hours. Tell, tell me, Phil. Tell me, yeah, Phil. Does a baby sleep? Tell me, Phil. Tell me, Phil. Does a baby sleep? Tell me if this is scientific. A baby sleep for eight hours. And you tell me how you get 26 orgasms it's for 24 hours. Sounds like a guest for the Donahue show. And you know, and you know what, and you know what Gebhard said to me. You know what Dr. Gebhard said. From, he wrote me a letter, which I wish you had up there too, in which he said that oral and manual techniques were used on the children. Now, Phil, I'm going to say that once my, more. My, my I'm going to say that once more. And if I'm wrong, let them sue me. He they said oral and manual <laughs> techniques were used on those children. Yeah, how what does, American um, is going to defend that? How does C.A. Um, Crip respond to that? Uh, she's talking about data that came from pedophiles, that um, he would listen to only pedophiles who were very careful, used stopwatches, knew how to record their things, did careful <laughs> surveys. The, the, yeah, the, the, the pedophiles who, uh, who had uh, stopwatches with them. Because you that that, that that that's how they operate, you know. They 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 always keep a stopwatch on them. That way they can uh, 
Clinton resents very much, but they're very important. So he, he interviewed people who were known criminals, <clears throat> I assume. Were they in prison at the time? Oh, certainly not. Yeah, no, they weren't in prison. He was, they, they, weren't, they weren't in prison. But, uh, at least he admits that. In her sense, criminals because they were pedophiles. But they were uh, yeah. Oh, in her sense, observers. they were criminals because they were pedophiles. They're they raping children observers. and they're not criminals. You're going to defend Nobody that. Nobody was raping children. Uh, what they what were doing. What do you call sexually, manually, and orally abusing a baby, and you're a bloody pedophile? And as for... A bloody uh, pervert. <laughs> you, are, you helped uh, edit this book, yeah. is that so? That's right. And you are... Dr. Gordon Muir. Dr. Gordon, very good. Try and bring some sanity into this program. Now, we have a guy here called uh, Dr. Tripp. Yes. Who thinks that you can present valid data on sexual behavior, normal sexual behavior, by masturbating human infants for 24 hours at a time. Is that correct? But uh, that's yes, what Kinsey claimed. That's what Kinsey claimed. Yes, I'm not denying that. And you're that. telling me that, that Kinsey came across you, in an interview sample of 5,300 people Hush he found pedophiles who had stopwatches, just happened to have stopwatches, just, just happened to have, have stopwatches. All that data handy. Hush up. I'll give you a chance to respond to the gentleman's question in just a moment, if it pleases the court. I'm sorry, I must make this time out. I've got an audience here that wants in here, and I have an obligation, as do we all, to give them a chance. Sir. Thank you. What was the point of the research if the Kinsing Report did not follow up on the people they did research of when they were children? What? Well, first of all, I'm not sure they did. I think it's a bit nuts to count anybody's orgasms, but how do we approach our children sexually, generally? Where do we get information if we don't? Not yeah. from sex offenders. Yeah. Um, just because, because one child had five orgasms, how is that reflecting everyone else? I mean, that was just one isolated event. How yeah, can mm -hmm. you pull an orgasm? Yeah, sir. I'm just appalled at Dr. Tripp's whole attitude towards this whole thing. He's, she's throwing accusations at him, and he's just standing there like it was funny or anything like that. Well, I think it's absolutely hilarious. You're, you talk about a, a man who's the champion sex researcher. He did very careful work. Everybody just ask irrelevant questions. This country has nothing to do with anything. The gentleman on the end who writes for Penthouse, it disturbs me that you talk about positive in incest. I don't understand that. That's very disturbing. Uh, yeah, it is. My daughter, Maeve, happened to be the star of an anti-child molestation film. I will not be smeared by this uh, woman, You're Judith Reisman. Uh, I wrote an article write. based on data. She is afraid of ideas. Are you there, oh, caller? <laughs> afraid of ideas. Uh, Got to press the button. Are you there, caller? Yes, I am. Go ahead, please. Uh, you know, I really think that this is all about the age-old American fear of sexuality. And what makes it even worse is that if you really think about it and listen to what these people are saying, they're just afraid to admit that there is such a thing as childhood sexuality. Mm. That whenever you talk about childhood sexuality, people just freak out. And I wonder why. The history of sexuality, and I know there is such a thing. Children do respond to things. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about the Kenzie report, but I'm definitely going to re up and I'm not going to buy your book and make you rich. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know why she has all, everything to say and the other people are just sitting there. Well, uh, because they got a lousy moderator who didn't uh, equally distribute One the quick time. rhetorical question Where do they get these children from for exactly. these studies? From, from, yeah. The children yes. were all taken yeah. from. Uh, I was just about to say, regardless of what Judith says and history. how she feels, they shouldn't keep down her credentials. I, I, I didn't hear. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Years ago, our children were, were brought up under CECUS, Dr. Mary Calderon. Yes. At that time, they were showing, at that time, they were showing a film. Yeah, that's... Uh... But yeah, 
from 1990. <sighs> Absolutely crazy. This is crazy. I I don't like <clears throat> Like, seriously, like, look, just look into, like, what they were doing. And just that, the the table 34 where they had had uh, five months to four years old and they were recording their orgasms and claiming that it was science. And people to this day are defending the Kinsey Institute to this day. But we're just crazy conservatives who don't want people having sex because they need their sex and they'd be lost without it. Okay, okay, I gotta, I gotta touch on. Uh, uh, what's this? Oh, that's that article that I already had. Um, here. Now I, I, I talked about this. Um. Um, in a previous episode, uh, but this guy uh, also ties in with Kinsey uh, because this is pretty much where, like, he's he's like uh, the person that coined the term gender and all that stuff. His name is uh, Doctor John Money. Um, I'm probably just gonna cover a little bit of this because I'm I'm getting a little long on time and I want to be done. Because I'm tired of talking about this stuff because I, I don't like these people. And this this is a really sick story. I, I had problems talking about it in the other episode. Uh, it was, uh can't remember the episode number, but it was gender-affirming care. Um, because this is, this is where it all comes from. But let's go ahead and uh, check it out. So, David Reimer and John Money gender reassignment controversy. The John, Joanne, Joan, I don't know if it's Joanne or Joan case, but whatever. Um, This was uh, published back in 2017. So, in the mid-1960s, psychologist John Money encouraged the gender reassignment of David Reimer, who was born a biological male but suffered irreparable Damage to his penis as an infant. Born in 1965 as Bruce Reimer, his penis was irreparably damaged during infancy due to a failed circumcision. After encouragement from money, Reimer's parents decided to raise Reimer as a girl. Reimer underwent surgery as an infant to construct rudimentary female genitals and was given female hormones during puberty. During childhood, Reimer was never told he was a he was biologically male and regularly visited Money, who tracked the progress of his gender reassignment. Reimer unknowingly acted as an experimental subject in Money's controversial investigation, which he called the John Joan case. The case provided results that were used to justify thousands of sex reassignment surgeries for cases of children with reproductive abnormalities. Despite his upbringing, Reimer rejected the female identity as a young teenager and began living as a male. 
He suffered severe depression throughout his life, which culminated to his suicide at 38 years old. Reimer, in his public statements about the trauma of his transition, brought attention to gender identity and called into question the sex reassignment of infants and children. Uh, Bruce Peter Reimer was born on the 22nd of August in 1965 in Winnipeg, Ontario, to Janet and Rom Reiner. At six months of age, both Reimer and his identical twin, Brian, were diagnosed with phimosis, a condition in which the foreskin of the penis cannot retract, inhibiting regular urination. On on 27 April 1966, Reimer underwent circumcision, a common procedure in which a physician surgically removes the foreskin of the penis. Usually, physicians performing circumcisions use a scalpel or other sharp instrument to remove foreskin. However, Reimer's physician used an unconventional technique of cauterization or burning, burning to cause tissue death. And that, that like, really leads me to wonder, like, why why did they decide to do that? It almost makes me wonder, this is where I'm going to get into my conspiracy side, but it almost makes me wonder if, like, uh, Dr. John Money kind of planned this out. Maybe he knew the physician. Because, like they said, it was an unconventional technique. Like, why, why, why would they do... Why would they use, uh, um, cause I believe, uh, Reimer's brother. Okay. So his brother didn't go through the uh, circumcision and his phimosis healed naturally. So I, I don't know that just, it just leads me to questions. I'm not saying that I know the truth, but it just makes me question it. Okay. So while the true extent of Reimer's pe- penile damage was unclear the overwhelming majority of biographers and journalists maintained that it was either totally severed or otherwise damaged beyond the possibility of function in 1967 Reimer's parents sought the help of John Money a psychologist and sexologist who worked at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore Maryland okay so maybe maybe I was wrong on that it just seems weird who knows In the mid-20th century, money helped establish the views on the psychology of gender identities and roles. In his academic work, money argued in favor of the increasingly mainstream idea that gender was a social construct, malleable from an early age. He stated that being raised as a female was in Reimer's interest and recommended sexual reassignment surgery. At the time, infants born with abnormal or intersex genitalia commonly received such interventions. Following their consultation with money, Reimer's parents decided to raise Reimer as a girl. Physicians at the John Hopkins Hospital removed Reimer's testes and damaged penis and constructed a vestigial vulva in a vaginal canal in their place. The physicians also opened a small hole in Reimer's lower abdomen for urination. Following his gender reassignment surgery, Reimer was given the first the first name Brenda, and his parents raised him as a girl. He received estrogen during adolescence to promote the development of breasts. Throughout his childhood, Reimer was not informed about his male biology. I that that's just absolutely crazy. 
I mean, I get it, though. I mean, like, <sighs> like, how are you going to tell your child that? I mean, I mean, I don't know why you would do all this, but. But this is where it starts to get into the weird part of it and why John Money is an absolutely disgusting person. And the fact that anybody like takes his work serious is beyond me, just like Kinsey. But this guy. Uh. Okay, so throughout throughout his childhood, Reimer received annual checkups from Money. His twin brother was also part of Money's research on sexual development and gender in children. As identical twins growing up in the same family, the Reimer brothers were what Money considered ideal case subjects for a psychology study on gender. Reimer was the first documented case of sex reassignment of a child born developmental normal. Oh, uh, of a child born developmentally normal, while Reimer's brother was a control substance subject who shared Reimer's genetic makeup. Uh, introterine, whatever that is. I'm retarded, who knows? Uh, space and household. So, like, they were together all the time, and they had the same genetic makeup. They were twins. So that's what his study was, is these two twins who were both born biological males but one had a had a sexual reassignment surgery so this is where his test began and it just gets really weird okay so during the twins psychiatric visits with money and as part of his research Reimer and his twin brother were directed to inspect one another's genitals and engage in behavior resembling sexual intercourse Reimer complained uh, Reimer claimed that much of Money's treatment involved the forced reenactment of sexual positions and motions with his brother. In some exercises, the brothers rehearsed missionary positions with thrusting motions, which Money justified as the rehearsal of healthy childhood sexual exploration. Are you seeing a correlation here between Kinsey and him? They were In his Rolling Stone interview, Reimer recalled that at least once, Money photographed those exercises. Money also had made the brothers inspect one another's pubic areas. Uh, Reimer stated that Money observed those exercises both alone and with as many as six colleagues. Reimer recounted anger and verbal abuse from Money if he or his brother resisted orders in contrast to the calm and scientific demeanor Money presented to their parents. Reimer and his brother underwent Money's treatment at preschool and grade school age. Money described Reimer's transition as successful and, and claimed that Reimer's girlish behavior stood in stark contrast to his brother's boyishness. Money reported on Reimer's case as the John Joan case, leaving out Reimer's real name. For over a decade, Reimer and his brother unknowingly provided data that, according to biographers and the Intersex Society of North America, was used to reinforce Money's theories on gender fluidity and provided justification for thousands of sex reassignment surgeries for children with abnormal genitals. Contrary to Money's notes, Reimer reports that as a child, he experienced severe gender dysphoria, a 
condition in which someone experiences distress as a result of their assigned gender. Reimer reported that he did not identify as a girl and represented money's visits in oh and resented money's visits for treatment. At the age of 13, Reimer's Reimer threatened to commit suicide if his parents took him to money on the next annual visit. Bullied by peers in school for his masculine traits, Reimer claimed that despite receiving female hormones, wearing dresses, and having his interests directed toward typical female norms, he always felt that he was a boy. In 1980, at the age of 15, Reimer's father told him the truth about his birth and the subsequent procedures. Following that revelation, Reimer assumed a male identity taking the first name David. <clears throat> By age 21, Reimer had received testosterone therapy and surgeries to remove his breasts and reconstruct the penis. He married Jane Fontaine, a single mother of three, on the 22nd of September in 1990. In adulthood, Reimer reported that he suffered psychological trauma due to Money's experiments, which Money had used to justify sexual reassignment surgery for children with intersex or damaged genitals since the 1970s. In the mid-1990s, Reimer met Milton Diamond, a psychologist at the University of Hawaii in Honolulu, Hawaii, an academic rival of Money. Reimer participated in follow-up study conducted by Diamond, in which Diamond cataloged the failures of Reimer's transition. In 1997, Reimer began publicly began speaking publicly about his experiences. Beginning with his participation in Diamond's study, Reimer first interviewed appeared in December 1997 issue of Rolling Stone magazine. In interviews in a later book about his experience, Reimer described his interactions with money as torturous and abusive. Accordingly, Reimer claimed he developed a lifelong distrust of hospitals and medical professionals. Okay, there's not much more of this. We'll continue. Um, with those reports, Reimer's ca Reimer caused a multifaceted controversy over money's methods. Honesty in data reporting and the general ethics of sex reassignment surgeries on infants and children. <sighs> Reimer's description of his childhood conflicted with the scientific consensus about sex reassignment at the time. According to the Nova Money, according to Nova, money led scientists to believe that John Joan case demonstrated an unreservedly successful sex transition. Reimer's parents later blamed money's methods and alleged uh, yeah, I'm retarded uh, for the psychological illnesses of their sons. Although the notes of a former graduate student in Money's lab indicated that Reimer's parents dishonestly represented the transition success to Money and his co-workers. Reimer was further alleged by supporters of Money to have incorrectly recalled the details of his treatment. On Reimer's case, Money publicly dismissed his criticism as anti-feminist and anti-trans bias, but according to his colleagues, was personally ashamed of the failure. 
In his early 20s, Reimer attempted to commit suicide twice. According to Reimer, his adult family life was strained by marital problems and employment difficulty. Reimer's brother, who suffered from depression and schizophrenia, died from an antidepressant drug overdose uh, in July of 2002. And on the 2nd of May 2004, Reimer's wife told him that she wanted a divorce. Two days later, at the age of 38, Reimer committed suicide by firearm. Reimer, money, and the case became subject of numerous books and documentaries following the expose. Reimer also became somewhat iconic in popular culture, being directly referenced or alluded to in the television shows Chicago, Hope, Law and & Order, and Mental. The BBC series Horizon covered his story in two episodes, The Boy Who Was Turned Into a Girl in 2000 and Dr. Money and the Boy With No Penis in 2004. Canadian rock group The Weaker Thins wrote him of the medical oddity, about Reimer and the New York-based ensemble studio theater production, Boy was based on Reimer's life. <sighs> so, yeah. I was really just planning on reading some of that, but, I mean, the, the, whole, the whole story, like, really needs to, like, be said, and, like, more people need to know about that. I'll include links to this, uh, to this writing and, um in the blog when I do it, but yeah, it, it, it's just crazy to think about. I mean, but I mean, like, like I was, uh, pointing to earlier, like both John money and, um, Alfred Kinsey were both studying the sexual behaviors of children. And now they're both like critically acclaimed, uh, scientists whatever you want to call them for like where we're at now with our sexual education and the the gender theory uh gender identity and all this stuff i mean this is really where it all came from is these two men and from what we've seen completely sick like the the fact that people defend these two is just astonishing but That's pretty much all I got. That's all I got. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, like I said at the beginning of this, I had issues with the live stream. Uh, I it did successfully record, so I'm going to put that up as a part one, and then this will be the part two of the diabolical plot of Alfred Kinsey and John Money. And this will, yeah, this will be part two and. Yeah, so they'll they'll probably be uploaded by tomorrow. Um, so yeah, let's uh oh, let's go ahead and look at this real quick. I I uh, put these together. I thought they were pretty interesting. Let me know what you guys think of it. I made some shirts. Well, I didn't make them, but I uh, I'm testing them out and see seeing how they look. Even got one for uh, little babies. <laughs> so if you guys like the podcast, uh. I, I, I didn't get these made. I, I just put them together. I just wanted to know what other people thought about it. And, yeah, I, I, I kind of like it. I kind of like the way that it looks. Um, I don't know. Just messing around with stuff, you know. Thought it was interesting. But, yeah, that's uh, all that I got. I'm going to go ahead and run this ad real quick. That way people uh, know where to find us. 
So a couple of Hoosiers podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. We live stream on Odyssey every Thursday night and Saturday morning. We upload to YouTube and Rumble and TikTok. And uh, if you go to coupleofhoosiers.com, you can get everything all in one place, including the blogs that I write for each episode. Uh, next, we got R&M Kurtz Woodworks. Me and my wife own a little uh, uh, woodworking company, and you can find us on Facebook. And there's some of the products that we've made. Get a hold of us uh, if you want something done, and we'll see what we can do for you. But, yeah, that's 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 been uh, today's episode. Uh bunch of stuff i know i know a lot of it is like really disgusting and i really don't like talking about it but like i said uh politics is downstream from culture so whatever we're creating as the cultural norms and what we're saying is normal for society is gonna affect our politics as you can see because right now there's a big there's a big uh divide there's uh politicians that are trying to uh uh, make illegal for uh, the gen- the gender reassignment surgeries for uh, young children or even at the very least allowing them to get on the puberty blockers. And I, I've said this before, the, the way that they talk about these puberty blockers is absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't consider myself an intelligent person. I really don't. I'm, I'm one of those uneducated idiots that uh, is just supposed to keep his mouth shut and not say anything, but I'm not going to do that, but like, like they say like puberty blockers is like a, like, like a pause, like it's just pausing their, their puberty and like, if they want to get off of it, it's just going to go back to normal. But like, when you really think about it, like how long they're going to be on it, if they're on it, like that would make sense. Like if they're on it for like a week and then they decide to get off it, then that probably wouldn't be too bad. But if they're on it for like a year or two years. That's that's serious de- 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 developmental uh, things that are being messed with, and I don't get it. And like you saw in that video earlier that I was that I uh, put together, which I will be putting on Odyssey and Rumble. So if you want to share it out to like open people's eyes to like what's going on today in so- in today's society, that way the people who try to say oh the drag shows for kids are friendly and or it's not really happening like this is this is the proof that that's why I made it it's the proof of what they're doing because if we don't if we don't stand against this right now we're going down, down a very dark path that I don't like and I see this going in all the wrong ways but but yeah like like I was saying though before I started saying all that uh like there there was a woman in there in that video that I had, uh, and the guy that was, uh, doing the interview, whatever with her, uh, his name is, uh, Taylor Hansen. A lot of that, uh, footage that I had on there was from him. Uh, uh, really good guy. Um, he, he does, he does great work. He does great work, but she was literally saying in there that like a, a child should be able to, uh, have surgeries and change their gender because, they mo- they know who they are more than we do and it's just like people are actually defending this and then when we come when uh politicians on the right try to come out with uh bills that prevent this stuff from happening they label it as anti-lgbtq laws simply gaslighting that's all it is that's all it is but 
it, there's there's been a lot of uh information in this but yeah i'm gonna put this on uh i'll probably put it on tomorrow uh as a two-parter and go from there but you guys go ahead and take it easy i'm gonna end this stream and go about my life take it easy have a good life and happy thanksgiving bye